Nah, just kidding. We still don't have any fucking music. <laughs> and I'm not dead either. Yeah, uh, I hate to be not dead. <laughs> we are back finally. We took a long absence. It took a whole nother year. We, took, like, <laughs> we, we had three episodes and we had every intention of finally like sticking to it at least to the end of the year. And then we took like three months off. <laughs> we yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason that any like the people who actually do listen to this should listen to it but we appreciate you and thank you for listening we promise it'll get better <laughs> you original nine out there you're our justice league <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right man. so yeah nxt is a thing um <laughs> still-, <laughs> still a thing so like we we were gone long, but not long enough for it to, to fall to shit. It actually has been like way good, and they've been starting oh, to yeah. catch up to to, uh, to other products that are on on the same night in terms of ratings that I've seen. Um, anyway, we can get right into it, I guess. And I don't know if it's really something we need to say, but we're just gonna not do recap so much anymore because really, mostly we want to talk about wrestling, and so we'll talk about what happened, but not like go match by match um if there's some stuff that we don't hit then we don't hit it uh first thing i wanted to bring up with you is dusty classic is back in two weeks yeah do you have any predictions i really want brazenga to win but i (laughs) um i don't know i all right, sorry, I'm already gonna get into a rant. This is how much, <laughs> dude. We we bottled it up for two months. I'm sure this episode is gonna be like ninety percent rants. Oh Jesus Christ! So the Dusty Classic gave us the Broser weights last year, which was amazing. Two years ago, no, no, last year. Broser weights were last year. Oh my God, it's been a long year. <laughs> So we had the Broserweights. Yeah, Amazing was- team. Fantastic. Out of the Dusty Classic. Great matches. Even the tag teams that came came from NXT UK. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I see that we are going to have Grizzled Young Vets. Sorry. Like, stop pushing them. Like, you have another UK team. I don't even know. But they look like Austin Powers. They're the ones that should be here because they entertain uh, while they're performing. Yeah, These guys. Hard. Yes, yes. These guys, not so much. Especially with their match today, which pissed me off. Um, and then Everrise, stop. Just stop. We don't need you. <laughs> like, I really, I, I, I don't, even for comedic like relief or whatever, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that spot needs to go to an actual tag team that's deserving that might have a chance to go to the finals. Like, I'd rather see Killian Dane and Drake Maverick in one of the spots, which we're probably going to have anyway. But don't give it to Everrise. I I want I want the Grizzled Gun vets to get injured so their spot goes to somebody else. <laughs> like, that's that's how I'm fear- Imperium, too. Imperium better not be part of this either. They can... They they can still travel their ass back to the UK, even though they have the second version of the bastard virus. Um, you just got to do it by boat. Is the problem? Like, please focus on tag teams that deserve it, so it means something. Like it meant something last year. Don't don't make it a joke this year. Well, all right. So I do have a question about that. 
I, I do got to say that the Everize comedic spot I didn't hate, which surprised me because I have despised oh. Everize since the first moment I saw oh, it. It must have been a long time. <laughs> I'm a different person now, I guess. Um, yeah. I do agree that I would prefer the comedic spots to go to Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, who after that street fight, I am not fully in on, but I would prefer to watch more of them now. And I was you, you give them a little more respect, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really good match, and I did really like both of their performances in it. Um, I think it is going to be some stupid bullshit that they're going to do, like put Thatcher and Champa together after their uh, New Year's Evil yeah. match. And they're going to end up winning it. Alternate prediction. Um, the Rascals from Impact. And apparently they're still PWG tag champions. They're two guys who are signed to the um, the Performance Center. I think they, they, they announced it at the end of last year. Uh-huh. They might put them in. And they've been a tag team for a long time. They're pretty good. I've seen some of their matches on Impact. They, they would be cool to see. But I think it might be too soon for that just yeah see but like how you're bringing that up like that's cool that's an actual tag team that's won something that's what i'm saying like, like you were probably like, it, it, yeah over, like them showing up and winning it as opposed to like oh yeah Everize being in there at all which i completely agree with i don't want everybody's taking a spot out of that tournament but it's probably gonna happen we need to have people lose that first round so oh you know i couldn't like when i was watching the episode i couldn't it took me like a minute or so to remember and i was like I know who the hell Everrise reminds me of. If anybody's seen Power Rangers in the nineties, that's Balkan Skull. <laughs> yeah, I was like, should watch more Power Rangers, and if they can get, it, if they can pull it off and be Balkan Skull exactly, then I'll actually care more about them. <laughs> I don't care about whatever the shit they were doing before. Yeah, I was uh, whatever. It's so much. <laughs> All right, so. Hopefully we get a return back to premier tag team wrestling that NXT can do, but neither of us are very uh, optimistic about it. Yeah, and anyway. also run background checks on them because even though we got the lot, but we forgotten sons, we weren't fans of them. But at least you know, double check their backgrounds before you <laughs> move the team on. Just saying. Uh yeah, um all right, so we can move on to our main topic. Well, one of our main topics, I guess, because the other one's probably going to be pretty lengthy as well. The awards. So we wanted to talk about them before they announced. We weren't sh- we weren't aware that they were going to announce them and then uh, announce the winners within a week. But so it kind of screwed us. But now we get to talk about. At least I get to bitch about the WWE NXT universe, and we get to talk about who we would have wanted to win. So we can start with event of the year, and I don't think any of us have any qualms about that. The both of us chose or like also thought the the eventual winner was the winner. Uh, that was Takeover War Games. I don't think there was really any question. Yeah, there's no. I mean, Portland was really good. I saw somebody, I- some other um, account, say that Portland was their favorite, which I, I Portland was great. Yeah, I, I think was- also. I think also we appreciate it more because I think it was the last one with actual fans. Yeah. And but it was still a great show before it was the end of all fans. Yeah, yeah. So super valid choice, and it was the last and the last big NXT promotion before any of that. So yeah, um, I I still go War Games though because I think the booking in those matches was really good. Um, Rivalry of the year. So this one I knew, I knew this was going to be the winner just like I knew from the moment. 
if we can nerd out on other stuff here, Ahsoka said that there was another Jedi in the universe that it was going to be fucking Luke Skywalker. If you haven't seen Mando, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, there was no other Jedi it was ever going to be. And I told our friends, you, it, like, if you thought it was going to be anybody else, I have pro wrestling that you need to watch because it was always going to be this person. Anyway, the rivalry of the year, the, the winner was Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. You chose, do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. I okay, well, here, here are the other um, nominees. Candice LeRae versus EO, Damian Priest and Gargano, Loomis versus Grimes. Shotzi oh, I chose Loomis versus Grimes. Okay. Uh, that would, Yeah, like it was super comical. They did different matches. I really like that choice. The choice that I ended up going with personally was Kayla Ray versus Piper Niven. And I don't think that we've talked about that, about them on this podcast enough. Especially yeah, because most of the matches that I saw were, were within those last two months span. Have you seen that this rivalry? I haven't seen all the rivalry, but you mentioned it. And also on, on Basics Guide, like, I hear it and I was like, okay, when is it going to move over to actual NXT so everybody can enjoy watching these honestly, wrestlers? Honestly, I don't think it will, and I kind of hope it doesn't because I don't know that they... Well, there might be, they might be able to pull it off better. NXT, I don't want to say I hope it doesn't. It could... But, dude, they're so fucking good. It doesn't matter where they are. Like, there's, I see, just search either Kaylee Ray or Piper Niven and just watch their matches from ICW or the ones from NXT UK. They actually put on my match of the year, which we'll get into. That rivalry was fucking second to none, in my opinion. Uh, the only other close one for me was Raquel and Rhea. But that one, I think, is going to get a rivalry of the year next year for me. Unless Rhea moves up, which I think uh. might have. <laughs> yeah, which you, which you and Liz were discussing on yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, moving on. Oh, did you want to talk any more about Loomis and Grimes? Like, I I believe this was an actual rivalry that lasted long enough, and it wasn't a rivalry that felt dead. That it always felt it's getting one step close, like one step up, and and you understand the reason why. It's like. Look, motherfucker, you keep running from me. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, I'm going to prove it to people that you just fucking run. Like, yeah. that, that, that's what I enjoyed the most out of it. Like, it was entertaining. It was fucking painful to watch. Um, but it, to me, it was the best rivalry. Like, Rhea and Raquel, not as much because they haven't beat the hell out of them as how I want them to beat the hell out of them. And I can't stand the fucking punter. Like, I get it. You have money. You bought all these wrestlers. No, like fucking undisputed era whooped your ass and Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> that's all. That's <laughs> like that rivalry, and I, that's why I knew it was going to be it. There was not a bigger rivalry. It was it was like actual across brands across. Like it was on ESPN. It was featured on ESPN. Oh, like it true. brought so much attention to the company. There was no way it was going to be anything else, and it was good. Like both of us really enjoyed that. I oh, thought yeah. Pat McAfee did fucking killer, especially like to be in a War Games match and did and do as well as he did. That like, I I don't want to say that this was a wrong choice because it was definitely very good. I just think that personally for me, discovering the the Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven blood feud and then being able to go back and watch how like how it's expanded over the years that mm -hmm. that's the rivalry of the year for me. But like it's been going on longer than this, so I, I see why the the Cole and McAfee could win for sure. Gotcha. Uh, so next one was Breakout Star, and for some reason, fucking Pat McAfee was in this. I don't understand why. Uh, I think we both chose Shotzi, right? Yeah, I got Blackheart, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think any. And she was the winner. There wasn't anybody who was really close. I mean, Loomis and Grimes were good. Raquel was was one that kind of made me second guess because I fucking love Raquel. But mm -hmm. from the beginning of the year, Royal Rumble to the rest of the year, there was nobody that. Put oh yeah, on it's Shotzi. Actually, in the entire company, I don't think that there's anybody that put on as good of matches as consistently. She had maybe like half a bad match. With Indy? Yeah, that's say? true. No, she she had two. She had two. Okay. Uh, one was with Indy, and um, I forget who the other one was. It was within the last four months. That's all I can remember. But it was a weekly show, right? With one, yeah, it was uh, a weekly show. Yeah. No, I think oh, it was... Okay. I know it was I, somebody... Oh, I think it was with um, the new Tony Storm. Because okay. they because they didn't show well. tank right yeah I I didn't hate that match as much as you guys did so I personally <laughs> will only say one bad match uh, but valid all right so tag team of the year the winner was undisputed era I don't understand this I think we both had Brizango. Yeah, I have Brizango. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the other nominees who were only Lorcan and Danny Birch, and I know I didn't go for them. Yeah, it, it, I had to be Brizango that I chose as well. Like uh, five years, you finally get it. And then it, uh, I'll, I'll get into it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, because I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I'm the biggest undisputed. Let me say something first, and then I'll let you hear that. <laughs> I'm the biggest Undisputed Era fanboy, and I don't think that they should have won this award. That's all I got to say. Yeah, like, here's the thing. You have a stable, and they switch it, and it's four people technically, if you want to be honest, that are in the tag team division. Not just two, but four, because they're interchangeable. And that's great. You can do that with the stable. But the Fashion Police, Brizango, Fandango came back from injury twice. They still put on amazing matches. They uh, have awesome entrances when they get their budget. And then they finally win it towards the end of the year after five years of being a tag team. And then they get sacrificed for, for the feud. And I understand that. But fuck, especially tonight when they, when they lost to goddamn Grizzled Young Vets that they didn't need to, which pissed me the fuck off. The they're just getting like jobbed out and sacrificed, and I go, no, they they deserve one to win the Dusty Cup or get the belts and hold on to the belts for at least half a year. Like that's that's what they deserve. Hearing you talk, I'm thinking, and I think I'm tapping into a hive mind with Road Dog, because uh, I just got the worst fucking wrestling idea in the world. Because the young vets win and take the fucking Dusty Cup back to NXT UK. Don't and do I, that shit. Don't do that shit. Don't put that to be. Don't put that out. Where you would want that to be like to bring some prestige into the NXT UK, who could definitely use it because they got nothing other than fucking Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven. But please, Triple H, override Road Dog. I know that's his idea. Do not let him do nope. it. Like you know what? Just because you did that shit, Conan Reeves. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever, dude. That motherfucker's marooned on an island somewhere. I don't even know. Don't put that shit out there. I haven't even heard of that person in a long time. All right. Got anything else you want to talk about? Any more bitching you want to do about tag team? No. 
Right, By sure the way, why that. am I like supporting the tag team division so much? We'll get another <laughs> uh, chance next year. Uh, let's see. So then we went to female competitor of the year, and this is where I have a lot. I mean, I do a whole other podcast. The same basics guide to women's wrestling. If you're interested about women's wrestling, and so this is what I watch, and holy fucking shit, like. I talked about it on there and you can go in you can go there and listen to me bitch about it more. I'm gonna bitch about it a little bit here just because I can. Well all I know is you hate I know is that you hate me because <laughs> of what you're gonna bitch about. No. I don't hate you. I hate the overall and the idea of the hive mind of the NXT universe that can't realize or see like did that fucking rain and you've said this this is why I don't hate you because you've said this on this podcast that this rain up until maybe the last month when they finally gave her good matches and that's because her competitors gave her good matches was did her rain fucking mean anything you look at that package and they're showing the match against charlotte and rio which everybody's like oh this shouldn't have happened anyway because charlotte shouldn't have been here the one fucking spot that she did in war games which was great and then her match against rio like no other matches did she put on in a fucking like eight month span or however long she's had she's had about at least what six months since seven or eight months she's had it yeah and she's had three good matches one of them was with two of the best like athletes that they have in this company. Another one was with another one of those competitors. And then the other one was because fucking Candice LeRae sacrificed herself through a goddamn ladder for that spot. Like, (laughs) I just want to shake people into realizing, I mean, this is obviously bias because Kaylee Ray was in this category and I have become apparently in the last two months the biggest Kaylee Ray fan in the world for good reason and I don't understand what people don't understand about fucking forever champion she is <laughs> never going to lose that belt because no one is ever going to take it off of her she kept it from last year war games she had it before that she still has it she was in war games she is out of a whole other promotion and fucking kicked ass in that promo- in that match there was nobody other better than Kylie Ray. Rhea Ripley came close. She had the bigger matches. Candice LeRae had better matches. Dakota Kai had better showings. The only person that wasn't oh, wow. good, the only person that what there was wasn't as good as EO in this uh, field was Tegan Knox. Everybody else was better than her, in my opinion. Uh, your honor, may I rebuttal? <laughs> I mean, everybody else will agree with anybody who watches NXT and loves it is probably going to agree with you, so that's fine. Well, no, like, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you to the point because she won a triple threat against a future Hall of Famer and, oh, and Rhea, and it to me, it was great, especially because oh, it was I, nostalgic, it was in your house. I loved like, that match oh, when it happened. I was like, "How are you? Not, how are you not going to put on an amazing performance?" Um, and then it seemed like they were shuffling the roster around of either they're going to move them up, move them to the other two shows, keep them around. Who needs work? Or new people are incoming, and they told like it was like, "You finally got the belt. Don't worry about it. We'll get you something going." And they forgot about it for two months, so that doesn't help. Two, you're not developing when she comes back. You didn't develop a story for her 
to compete well, like, against anybody. Well, what's her character, though? I've talked about it on here. Like, she hasn't done anything she... to develop her character at all. She's just this fucking, like, weirdo that still hasn't evolved in at least a year and a half since the first, like, since she did this turn. She is an anti-hero, lolly goth girl in an Eva suit. Anybody that watches anime will understand that and get it right away. Most people won't. But... That's her character. She's just going to show up whenever you need her, like a character in a video game. <laughs> but um, but the re- the thing that really hurt her were those two months right after she won because they didn't develop. They were focused on everybody else to get them to the level to support her. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we have a champion. We need to give her a story. And that's where it's at. I mean, Kaylee Ray, like, Kaylee Ray was on the shelf because NXT UK wasn't filming. They could have brought her over here to have a feud with EO if they like Kaylee like, Ray wasn't good yeah. enough, I can tell you that much. Rhea Ripley was still there. Candace LeRae was still there. There were people that she could put matches on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they didn't do it. I I guess it's more like the part of my frustration, at least 50% of my frustration is I didn't I I wanted this. We talked about that going into that match, like even building it kind of fantasy booking it for ourselves, seeing like through the tea leaves, what they were doing, like, Oh, what if she wins and goes over on Rhea and Charlotte? Like that makes her fucking win huge. That win was so huge. And then, yeah, they did nothing with it. And then she had to fight, like, instead of putting her in a long blood feud with Rhea, like they should have and make her like, no, like, keep that belt but just by the skin of her teeth each time. Like they didn't do any of that stuff. And they just go, I just don't think that, that like you, character is good enough for it personally, and I think this is showing that. But I mean, I, I, it's bad criticism, admittedly, on my part because she wasn't given the opportunity. But I mean, no, even then, now that I think about it, she had matches that weren't that good, right? I need to go back. She just had, she just had okay matches on the weekly basis, but once she started wrestling again, the, the issue was the two, two month period of her just like not doing anything. And then it was just her same character. What they could have just done was the basic of like letting it get to her head. Because yeah. even now it doesn't look like it's gone to her head. She is at the top of the division because she's beating everybody. She, she has the belt. She's number one. Because you need a number one contender spot to challenge her. So that that's where it'd be. But they could have done like, oh, this shit got to her head. Like she thinks she's all that. She's not. She's not practicing. She's not doing anything, whatever. She just thinks she's all that shit. That was so simple that they could have just had that carry out for the rest of the year. And again, barely win every time. Just make it where like, oh, she rested on her and got the pin. Like something like that would have been fine. Um, But they were just so focused on the rest of the division. If they were going to crown Dakota Kai, I think that's the way to go. What it looks like they're doing, and with the reaction that Rhea's getting, or with that Raquel's getting, it looks like they were like, uh, sorry. <laughs> and then they're gonna, I don't wanna play with you anymore. They're gonna swerve and go this way now. And so, like, they gotta I, keep building her up, and she's not gonna lose that belt until Raquel fucking breaks her. Like, uh, and I think they were gonna drop it to Dakota, like, finally. Especially I after. They, I, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. it looked like they were for all intents and purposes. And then that, that was one of those matches that she had, they, like, I honestly think Dakota had a better showing in that match than than Io when they actually fought for that belt. And then, especially after Tegan got injured, yeah, like oh, that okay. was another like really bad blow to their plan to their long term plans. I'm sure. Yeah, but, and I was like, 
at least have let Dakota carry it for a while. That's like a perfect heel. Everybody's gonna hate, and yeah. you have Raquel, like so and exactly. <laughs> but maybe they just didn't want to do the uh, parallels with Shawn Michaels and like have people compare it to that over and over again. Great Shawn wrestling and- is great wrestling. Just Jesus. Yeah. Uh. Whatever. So we can move on from there. Uh. Male competitor of the year. I think I chose this one right. I chose Adam Cole. You chose Finn Balor. I chose Finn Balor. He has yeah. three plates in his jaw, and yeah, he but... and he serrated somebody's freaking liver. Okay, so he put on one good match. <laughs> oh my god! Adam Cole was the best NXT champion of all time, and put on such a fucking good match with Keith Lee that I'm surprised that you didn't pick Keith Lee as it because he's the only ever double champion in this year. Because I was like, I'm not. Yes, and he, he showed up would, in Royal Rumble. He he was huge for the brand this year for, oh, yeah. for the whole time that he was here. He yeah, absolutely. But he wasn't there the whole year, so it felt like it's not fair me choosing my boy. Yeah, and while well, somebody's been there the whole time, which I'm glad I chose at least for Valor because again it went to Adam Cole. Um, congratulations, Adam Cole. Uh, I. What when we first started this, or whenever when you first got me back into wrestling, I was like, I hate this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, like, oh hell yeah, Adam Cole, baby, uh, so you just dude. get a respect for a person. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and then he also like took two weeks off with broken ribs. I mean, broken ribs, and then came back and put on the rivalry of the year with Pat McAfee, the winner of the rivalry of the year with Pat McAfee. Like, I I just don't think there was a better Finn Balor was great. It's Finn Balor. When yeah. he, I don't. Was it this year that he showed up, or was it still last year when he showed, he showed up? up towards the end of last year? Okay, because I remember when he showed up, I fucking popped so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, that music hits, and you just fucking lose it. Yeah. Oh man, that was crazy. But yeah, so I definitely think it went to the right person in that in that category. Uh, match of the year. Do you remember which one you chose? I chose I chose Lee and Cole for that one because of how. It's ch- yeah. double chip. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was a huge. I love that match too. I did like that one more than the eventual winner, which was Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. My pick for this one was Women's War Games, I believe, only because yeah. the it was September, actual War Games. Yeah, yeah, because it was finally a Women's War, the first ever official Women's War Games, and uh, the September twenty fourth episode of NXT UK, in which Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven put on a regular wrestling match. They they ultimately did a, a no DQ match for their belt, but this was just a regular match in which they could have like leaned into a double turn and had uh, Piper go super heel and then Kaylee like just go over as a babyface. Uh-huh. They didn't. They really should have. And if they did, it would have been match of the year not even close um but i love the way that they booked women's war games and that shot of Rhea just destroying eo at the end of it yeah even though i wanted i think candace should have pinned shotzi or the other way around they're the ones that should have done the end of it yeah uh that that last shot was was great and i loved the booking of that match the the thing that was surprised is people really liked the Walter and Dragunov match, and they go. Oh, I thought that one was gonna win, actually. I was like, I was gonna get so annoyed. I was like, one. To be honest, I haven't seen it, but also like I haven't, even from anything that I've read and how great the match was, nothing still was like, meh. Like, do I want to watch this? I. <laughs> it's a good but, match. It's just like. Man. But like, but like, if you told me. 
by the way, this is just me spinning off somewhere else. But you told me that Ibushi was fighting uh, what's his name? Blades? I forget his name. Switchblade. Switchblade. Yeah. Uh, New Japan, and I missed it. I'm gonna try to look it up on YouTube and watch that match because uh, it's probably gonna be an amazing match. This one, I know what Walter looks like. He didn't fight Finn because of uh, COVID or whatever, and and then he has this match with Dragonov, which is like half his size. Like, I, come on, uh, I don't know. I am not, absolutely not going to defend that match. I will say <laughs> it is good, and we will move on because everybody else is probably anybody listening to this is probably screaming at you because they everybody loves that match for some reason. I don't. I'm I sorry. Was, like, I thought it was fine. I will tell you this: if you haven't seen it. Don't you don't need to go back and watch it. Go go back and watch Piper Ray and Kay- Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray. That match is so much better. And it happened like a week before. If you think I should watch it, send clips to the podcast Twitter feed. No, I'm just gonna erase all of those. I'm gonna watch this fucking match. Uh, all right, and then we got Future Star, which I think was more story related than anything. It went to Austin Theory. Both of us chose Jake Atlas. Uh, yeah, I thought Jake yeah. Atlas should have got it. Yeah, of that of that field, I definitely think Atlas should have got it. But I think this is actually a good uh, preview into who's gonna, who we're going to see a lot this year, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like looking at this list, um, Afi Vra- Valkyrie was actually pretty cool. I and Pretty Deadly is really funny. They're from NXT UK. I was They're about to ask that. Like a uh, like a UK version of Fashion Police. Yeah, kind of, but like they're they're different. They're more like airheady, and they're more well, like they're more exaggerated. I think from the few times that I've seen them, so I need to watch more of them. Uh, so they're clueless. But, yeah, so yeah, they're clueless. That's a wrestling yeah, team. They're, they're cool. Uh, I haven't seen any of their matches. Is the thing I've only seen their promos, so I, I definitely need to watch more of them. Okay. Um, but Austin Theory, I need to look more into allegations and resolutions of that. But I thought he put on killer matches when he was on the show. Uh, that's all I will say. Because I, I just enjoyed him getting chopped out. That's all I said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So then this was uh, a vote during the night, I guess, after they announced the female and male competitor of the year. Io Shirai won overall competitor of the year. I don't need to launch into another tirade. I've already talked about that. But Adam Cole had the biggest fucking... Like, I already said that. Adam Cole had the biggest moments of this promotion this season, this year. And you're going to give it to someone who had three great matches? That's that's my reaction before I start bitching more. Uh, I agree with you on that. And here's... After thinking it over after these long months that we haven't been on. Um, I believe I believe Dakota should have actually won this. Or, not, like, Io should have won overall, so she has the award. But she should, Dakota should have won female performer. Because, one, that girl takes bumps like nobody does. She keeps wrestling her ass off and keeps losing, but still keeps Why coming back. Why did you choose Because <laughs> uh, I... Because I was like, okay, like Candace has her yeah, image she, now as a heel. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. And I feel bad. But I go, oh, Dakota has Raquel. But I go, no, Dakota at this point, one, has proven she can do it on her own without without Tegan for that period of time. 
And then Raquel joined the midpoint after the Tegan feud. Um, and then she still goes out there and has really good matches. Some matches that I'm like, holy crap, she broke her spine just because of how well she performs. Yeah. I, I, I I get it. She might not hold, she might get the title at some point and not hold it for forever, but she at least deserves to get uh, the belt at some point because of how, how amazing her work has been this whole year. Like, she does better bumps than most men. She is um, the female uh, Roderick Strong. That's who I think she is. Because man, when she when she lands her knees to the back on people, it it's it's as deadly as he does. I'm sitting here like the like the morning gift. Like, uh, you got, got a point there. Because uh, Roderick Strong is obviously still my favorite person. <laughs> um, yeah, I I honestly don't think that she should get it in NXT. Because I think she is main roster bound. I think she is more showman than anybody gives her credit for. And I noticed it during World. Oh Game yeah. There's times where she'll hit moves and then just sit there and like bask in it. And it she does it in a way that like it works and it doesn't it's not really good for or other people can't make it work the way that she does. And that's why I think that if she gets to the main roster, she will show up there. And if she doesn't have a belt here it'll mean more if she wins it like on a big show, like at SummerSlam or something like that up there. Uh, but it kind of sucks that she can't win it here. As we talked about, there's just way too many balls to juggle here. And I think there is a lot of people ahead of her, just like I think there's a lot of people ahead of the current champion though. So take like, that for what it's worth. What is it? TLC, the match, what is it? Sasha was against uh, Carmella. Yeah. Like I would have just substituted Dakota and for that, and you would have had like a, Oh, an amazing match between the yeah, two. Yeah, they could have put on a, a, a hardcore stipulation match that yeah. would have been much better than the character bullshit that we got. But, I mean, I I am, if you listen to our other, my other podcasts, <laughs> I'm a little person on Carmella. So, uh, we don't have to talk much about that, though, as that is the main show. Uh, and we still have to get into our New Year's Evil preview, which, did they say it's going to be two weeks, or is it just this week? It's this coming week. Okay. And then the following week is the Dusty Classic starts. Okay, cool. So that that makes sense because there is only five matches. Um, I'll start with the bottom of the card from what it looks like. Santos versus Grand Metalik. Uh, who you got? Uh, I have Grand Metalik winning this. Okay. Also, so one, this was a really good surprise. Yeah, and it's totally. funny because I'm watching and I was like, oh, it's it's going to be another great promo by these guys. I love them, and and I was like. I was like, good. But then I started thinking, and before he says it, I was like, Lucha Libre, like, it's great. But who are you going to Lucha Libre with anyone else? Like, you need to have another Lucha Libre team. And then you have and then you have the Lucha House Party come out. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, okay, like, uh, someone's reading my mind at this point. And my favorite part is when they're like, Lucha Libre is for everybody. But you have, um, oh, why can't I remember his name? It's not... God damn it. Uh, I forgot his name. But he was the one that was, had the vest on that looked like kind of the White Ranger yeah. next to uh, next to Santos. And he comes out speaking in Spanish. He's like, you're a disgrace to Lucha Libre. You're an embarrassment. We're tired of seeing you. And I just started laughing because I go, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, that's what they relegated them to on Raw. Dude, like, you're just a disgrace. But this was so entertaining. And then we have a match now next week about it. And I was like, you know what? Santos hasn't really faced anybody that's actually Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. 
it's probably going to be Grand Metal League. And finally, they might, these guys might have something going on for a little while yeah. until like other people come in. So I'm down for this if that's how the boat gets dropped. I would be down for that as – yeah, like that would be cool because then you also bring Lucha House Party back on a cruiserweight. And I might start to tune in to 205 if I know there's going to be those two factions uh-huh. with addition in addition to other like cruiserweights. That might that would make me want to tune in more, especially more than what fucking SmackDown and Raw are, tr- are trying out these days. I don't hate that, but I still I would like Santos to come close, still win it, uh, but probably dirty instead of having to win it clean just to not bury Grand Metal League because Grand Metal League is fucking awesome, dude. Have oh, you yeah. seen a lot of his matches? I, come on, they don't show that yeah. many of them anyway. That's true. When they, when they had the Cruiserweight Classic, like he was someone who I really wanted to win. I'm so glad that they get to. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh, this is a real treat. Like they're doing this. And I was like, come, okay. If if NXT is your third brand and not your come up brand, <laughs> then do that with wrestlers that are like passionate about what they do and be smart about it. Don't just dump everybody. Yeah. But like, oh, like, hey, we don't have other Lucha Libre wrestlers. Let's put him in there with the ones that are currently there and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also another way to spread out the eventual clash with Jordan Devlin. It's going to happen at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, all right, yeah. so then another upcoming match we got is Ciampa versus Thatcher. It's going to be a fight pit. Um, I got Ciampa in this, but I don't. Really Thatcher cannot. That one, Thatcher cannot win this because I don't want it to be his thing that no one beats him at <laughs> yeah and i was like oh so it's a cage with the ref walks on top so like a prison okay um <laughs> so champa had his neck broken and almost had to retire so yeah champa's gonna win this and i just want to see him where like almost breaks his arm and just walks away because he has to give up like uh, yeah uh but yeah champa wins this I've gotten a little more into this feud, but I honestly think it's just more the Champa effect than anything. Like I oh, really yeah, it's totally Ciampa, Ciampa. So I'm forcing myself to like this feud, but I cannot be wait. I cannot wait until he is in another feud with somebody else, and I can disregard Thatcher segments again. Because like the reason, I, well, it's totally the Champa thing. Because I know Champa's working his way through people to get back to what he never really lost, and yeah. I just want to see an amazing match for the NXT title with Champa in it again. Like I'll wait my time. I'll have dinner, <laughs> you know. I'll, I'll like, I'll have small meals, and I'll get my Thanksgiving feast when I see that. Like that, I, I can wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So then we got the match that I'm looking most forward to: last woman standing match between. Re- I didn't realize it was a last woman standing match. I think until towards the end of last week. Uh, not even after the. I didn't think I saw the stipulation on the show. Anyway, oh, really? Rhea versus Raquel. Last woman standing match. Who you got? Raquel. And also, this is what they should close out the show with because I want them to give them as much time as possible because I just just wreck each other. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. And and if uh, Rhea's going to leave after this or she's going to stick around or whatever, just let them go. Like, all right, fine. I'm tired of watching you just, like, try to kill each other. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. I talked about this on on basics too, but yeah, like if it, especially now knowing that it's the last woman standing match, I don't know how this can't be. Raquel's getting over and Rhea's going to the main roster. I think the like I said all in there. I think the Rhea saying 
last time that she didn't want to she wants to go there eventually but not anytime soon like that was a swerve and so they're like okay we'll push it off a little further and then you can go up now when raquel drops you because if you lose a last woman standing match especially like at least as Rhea's role in, in this roster there's no coming back from that I yeah, mean, you, you, you go, you go take a break and you come back. Point, but like, yeah, that that's the only coming back from it. I mean, Raquel's going to dominate this division. The 2021 is going to be the year of Raquel in the women's division. At least I can only hope so because I love her and I've loved what she's done so far. Um, also, yeah. I didn't like in this episode that they they were friends now that they're trying to do the the Tegan and Dakota thing with it and See, like they can't. The, the Tegan and Dakota thing wasn't. That's the okay, and I and, hate that they gave this t- the storyline, the friend storyline, to Tegan and Dakota, and then to Candice and Neo. So that by the time they get he- that they get here to the people that it actually mattered, and they seem like they were really fucking close knit, you like you have all this footage that seems so much more genuine and earnest than any of the shit we ever saw with other with those other people, where Candice is like in with all these people who it just seemed like she was thrown in with, and oh, I'm your big sister now, even though I wasn't here last week. Where like we see on the road as tag teams, Rhea and Raquel, this is the fucking feud you should have been building. This is that storyline that should have had that and make this moment so much bigger. But instead, you gave it to other people who didn't fucking need it or who shouldn't, have, who didn't do anything with it. So the Candice and Neo one, yeah, you didn't need it for that one. The Tegan and Dakota one, they were literally a tag team like, like R and R were, whatever. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, and I can see like the betrayal and all this stuff. Blah 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 blah. But uh. <laughs> And please don't hate me for this, but when they were showing the photos of them and they have the tattoos and great, and yes, you see uh, Rhea with their super long hair and they're all like hanging out and stuff. I, I think there's like one photo in that they messed up on that looks so recent, like they took it over the weekend. <laughs> it was like they're still friends. Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean they're all still friends. Like in Dakota, has like a Twitch stream, which like Shayna shows up on all the time. So this is what we gotta suspend disbelief for. But anyway, uh, yeah, I really hope Raquel wins this match, and and it is oh, just yeah. that the first step in that projection of Raquel for this year. Uh, next we have Karen Cross versus Damian Priest. I know you probably don't give a shit. Like this is your who you hate the most match, right? <sighs> Uh, I respect Damien Priest. I could give two shits about Karrion Cross, and the only reason that Karrion Cross is going against Priest is because Priest has really good momentum as being as a babyface. Because the last person that Karrion beat was the ultimate babyface that everybody loved, and that was Keith Lee. So now he's going after Damien Priest because he's like the obvious babyface, yeah. and I understand that. But even when I saw them. Um, tonight I was like, really? Like, but I was actually happy to see Priest behind him. I was like, just fucking knock him out. <laughs> wow, I'm actually surprised that you would say that you were happy to see Damian Priest. I didn't think I'd see the day. <laughs> oh man, this is a changed podcast. <laughs> I'm the biggest KOA hey. fan in the world now. You like Damian Priest? What the fuck is? Oh, I said I respected him, and I just—that's just how much I don't like carrying Cross. It's like. Just move up already. Like, I don't even know what your injury was. Just go away. <laughs> I, I'm i interested in this match for sure. I feel like it's going to be a very – end up being a quick match and Karrion Cross is going to – they're going to, like, stop all of Priest's momentum and give it to Karrion Cross to try and leapfrog him over a lot of people. 
to pick up from where he left off, but we'll see where that, what, how that happens. Uh, I hope that's not the case because I think Damian Priest can put on killer matches. The the thing about Damian Priest though is he puts on really quick, really good matches, but they're usually really quick. Mm-hmm. Like his matches with Pre or with Dijakovic or like Lee. I remember those matches being pretty short, like within a commercial. With there wasn't a commercial break in them. They would just be one segment matches. But they, and then we I done. remember them. I remember enjoying them pretty well because they were pretty hard hitting. And I feel like that with Kerry and Cross can get really cool. Yeah, the only times that were long was when they would go to take over. Yeah. And this is why, and even then, uh, some of those were really fast too. Like the mm-hmm. Champa match was pretty quick, even though it was impactful. Like, yeah. Saw Champa go out. Uh, anyway, so this is the reason that the match that I, I agree with you that Raquel and Rhea should get the last, uh, the, the main event, but they're not going to because we're going to get a rematch for the NXT Championship Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. Who you got? I got Finn. But one thing that I'm afraid of, like, they, their injuries are still fresh. Like, I'm afraid he's going to get a – Finn's going to get a super kick to the jaw, and then the plates are just going to stab through his cheek, and then they have to do an X, and that's the end of the show. Or he's going to swift kick the hell out of O'Reilly again in that liver because you can tell exactly when that moment happens in the first match. And just be like, nope, <laughs> sorry, folks, we'll see you next week. And we don't have a winner. Like, I know they fought through the first time, but I was like, You're, those injuries still need some more time. Yeah. And, but, god damn, it's going to be a great match. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. I, I have Kyle winning this because I do, th- like, the sprinkles that, I don't know why they let him do it because everybody hates him. Maybe that's why, because they knew people wouldn't be paying attention because everybody hates him now. But the sprinkles of doubt that Dream were laying. I don't know if that's also just like them saying, here, internet, you're stupid, and that's why Dream is saying this line. But I I really think that that's one of the, like, one of the logical ways, storytelling-wise, to go with this is have Kyle win. And, like, now Adam Cole is not big dog. Kyle O'Reilly is, and he has to play second fiddle to Kyle O'Reilly. And you can, Adam Cole can do that for maybe a week. How long can Adam Cole put his fucking ego aside? I don't think it's very long, and I cannot wait to get back to heel Adam Cole if that's going to be the case. So I can I can go along with this undisputed breakup if they're going to go with it, and I think NXT can pull it off, but I kind of don't want it to happen, so I am rooting for Finn to win. But we'll see. Yeah, especially with, like, Fish is not doing anything. Like, he's mm. not even wrestling singles. So, like, uh, I don't want Undisputed to be broken up, especially after what they did at, at War Games. But yeah, uh, we'll see. I think that catches us up to now. Uh, I guess we will have a... We're not doing recap shows. <laughs> but the big events... <laughs> We will talk about match by match. <laughs> right, next show will so be so next week. <laughs> New Year's re- Evil review, uh, which we're both excited for, I believe. Um, if I could speak for Hector, I'll say we're both excited for that. And excited to start recording again. Hopefully, we'll be on a better track. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. You have anything else? Any more bitching you got to get out of your system for the last two and a half months? Or however long it's been? I'm glad to see Brunson Reed's back. We're not stupid. You don't need to put a Godzilla on his coat, and and his theme music sucks. Just just make it instrumental. We get it. He's colossal and he's a badass. Like that's 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 I'm fine with that. Also, his fine finishing move is called the tsunami. Makes sense. He's from Australia. They have tsunami warnings. 
But that's it. We're not dumb. You don't need to go over the top with it. That's how you kill characters. He was fine before as Thick Boy, and then you made him go away just for this. I'm okay with it. Just don't <sighs> fuck it up. Counterpoint. I actually kind of liked his new theme song. Like, the, the instrumental part's great in his entrances. I just don't like the lyrics. Like yeah, I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. That's true. Like, the, the instrumental part was the only part yeah. that I cared about. Like, that's yeah. all you need. Godzilla doesn't have someone rapping for him when he's walking down the road. <laughs> and he doesn't have, like, King Ghidorah on his neck in a jacket. You don't yeah, need that, that. I hated that, too. But, uh, whatever. Um... Maybe we'll get to talk more about Bronson Reed sometime soon, but probably not next week. Oh, yeah. Wear a goddamn mask. Like, yeah. all the time. 